Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're a listen or a skip, from quality to flip, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. It's time to wake up, Evan. You're my co-host. It's time to wake up. <laughs> time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Time to wake up. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to wake up, my co-host, Saker. Hey! It's been, it's, it's been a long time since we both picked the same yeah. line. I didn't... I, I haven't... I had, the, I had my alt ready, but I didn't want to because I like that one so much. It is good. It is very um, scary. It makes me scared to hear. Yeah. My alt was, I woke up. It was 7 a.m. It sounded like the walls were caving in. There was a man with a truck, and he was throwing stuff in. It was my co-host, Saker. That's a good one. So I, I guess the question, though, was the man throwing you into the truck, or were you the man throwing things into the truck? I'd like to be the man throwing things into the truck. Yeah, that's because, a better thing to be. Well, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> objectively. But then, of course, that that uh, that puts us in the roles of the song. You get to be Kevin, and I get to be the man with the truck. I get yeah. to be smug and shitty. And well, you the thing get is, to like, be... it's I would already be up at 7 a.m., on most days. On most days, yeah. right. But you're not Kev. Yeah. And I'm not a man with a truck. We are, <laughs> in fact, role play. Yeah, neither. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I was freaking really late on my songs. What? I don't give a shit! <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Can I be a... <laughs> Reginald Val Johnson. <laughs> I shot a kid. I shot a kid. Uh... Oh man, what's Reginald Val Johnson been up to? He's retired, semi-retired. I think, I think so. I you bet think he's... you can coast on Family Matters income for the rest of your life. Family Matters and Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. I bet he still gets those sweet Die Hard checks. You know what? Now that I think about it, he's in Invincible too, the yeah. Amazon show. Yeah, you just it's it's a it's a little check that comes in the mail for like one hundred fifty dollars a month and just says you killed a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his agent has a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I mean, but if you're if you're in a popular sitcom, you never have to work again. Yeah, like a super pop, like Seinfeld or Friends, yeah, Friends or Big Bang, Big, Big Bang Theory. Man, you, the Pretty Good Ladies never have to work again, and yet they choose to. They, they do this because love they love it, it. or because and it's they, becoming very evident that they're doing this for the love <laughs> in the in the latter half of this album, or because they hate their families. It could be that they just need. No, an I feel escape. like they're. Comp- I don't know. Like I feel like they're artists and they feel compelled to create art. Do you want to do predictions? For the album after the tour de force. Sure. Okay. My prediction is that there will be at least one featuring song. So, Bitterkin Ladies featuring whoever. And it's going to be hmm. Jimmy Buffett. Ah, oh, I wish. Yeah. I yeah, think if it was going to be a featuring song, it's going to be some Canadian fucking musician I've never heard of. Yeah. Which is actually the, a better thing to do, I think. Oh, yeah. Because, for like, sure. at this point in their career, like, they're not going to get a hit. You pull up the people. You pull, yeah, exactly. You're going to find someone whose music you really like and then feature them on your album so that other people can get to get Will to that like pull them. them up or will that be like, oh, you've worked with the Bare Naked Ladies? Now I can't work with you. Bare Naked Ladies are too famous. Maybe it's too far to be pulled up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, don't, I bet BNL doesn't have a lot of indie cachet, but then again, they never really did. And I think they know who they are and anyone working with the BNL should, BNL should be happy to work with them. That's true. That is true. All right, what's your prediction for the album? Next, prediction. Spoken word album. Uh, the whole thing? Whole Not just thing. one song? Spoken word. <laughs> I like that. I think both of these... But the thing is, they're all, they all record tracks over each other. Oh, no. So all of them are speaking at once, so you have to isolate their It's vocal. an opposite Zyreka. Where <laughs> you have to play one thing through four splitter cables correct actually get okay i understand uh our suggestions are not mutually exclusive yet no jimmy buffett can do a spoken word (laughs) track um my next prediction track six will be a skit (laughs) they'll finally start putting skits on their album it'll be really funny uh that's my prediction okay my prediction kev is 
Bongo Boy. Oh. He's going to switch roles with Tyler, but only in the bongos. Wow. Okay. Tyler's going to play the squeeze box. So there's music in the an background. Instru- an instrument that will be invented <laughs> now and then. Tyler gets really into it. The squeeze box is just an accordion. No, but this is a literal squeeze box. Oh, I see. It's a box that you squeeze. Yeah, it's like a Hellraiser puzzle cube that you oh, have to type the... You know, like they have those... Um, like the DJ things have where you like take the tiles and move them around and yeah. shit. It makes the different beats. But it's like that, but for accordion music. <laughs> what the fuck? It's harder to use than an accordion. <laughs> yeah. That's why Tyler is so into it. it oh, you know, okay. It shows real talent. I like that. Okay. Yeah, but you can do... A, it has a depth of sound an accordion can't quite master. Really? Yeah. It, like an accordion, you squeeze uh, like back to forth uh-huh. like like one but the squeeze box works in all four directions you squeeze it <laughs> oh, in out and and towards and away yes okay yes yes, yes. so it's really just yeah, a, it's like a, you gotta kind of hug it quantum accordion you gotta, you gotta hug it yes <laughs> okay it's like the um like the the the, the bag from the bagpipe Oh yeah, that's exactly okay. Mm-hmm. That's not. I was thinking a theremin for some reason. I'm trying that to too. move my arms. That too. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. There's cross, a lot. Of, there's a lot of that too. Cross a bagpipe with a yeah. theremin, and yeah. that's a quantum accordion. Yes, yes. <laughs> a squeeze box, as Great. we call them. So there's music behind these spoken word tracks. It's a ro- it's a William Shatner rock. Well, band. I didn't say it was music. They're just there's musical instruments playing. Oh, I see. So atonal. <laughs> it's whatever whatever passes for music in 2026. Okay. All right. That's. That's my third prediction. It comes out in twenty twenty six. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, my what do third. You think like they always do that future music, like jazz music, and like mm. I like. I wonder what because in a lot of like sci fi stuff, they end up in a bar or something like that, mm. or a, or a speakeasy or a, a cantina, if you will. Mm-hmm. And there's always some sort of music playing, and I feel like it's always amuses me when it's like somebody's idea of what future music sounds like because it always kind of sounds the same. Yeah, it's well, always like boop boop beep. <laughs> it's, like, it's like sort of sort of uh arpeggiated synths we can't imagine what they're just going to be listening to beastie boys do you think sabotage <laughs> do you think if we went back to the 1910s and we played skrillex for somebody <laughs> that they would understand that it is music but also like if you go back to like the 1910s playing like train coming at you like will make you make them run out of a theater yeah so i think i think skrillex would like <laughs> make their heads yeah they would just blow they, they would like pull out guns and knives <laughs> and just like, and go to town it was like the the craziest they just start it's going sure. insane it it's makes a, you yeah. yeah it's a zombie meme wow i like that okay what would detour de force do well, to them i wonder nothing okay <laughs> it sounds like nothing. it sounds it's like the big band of the air yes <laughs> okay especially this song <laughs> this song is called bylaw and if you've never heard it before here's a quick sample Oh my goodness. By law. Yeah. What a song. It is How do you it, want to come at this song? Well, I I would like to come at it I guess starting that Kev is listening to us. Okay. Like, I I I want to acknowledge the fact that Kev respects us mm-hmm. and wants to do right by us. Right? He's finally giving us the specificity that we <laughs> asked for. And we used to ask like Kevin needs to be more. So- I love the specifics on this album. Like he's doing it, baby. He's get. He's drilling down to it. These are two, possibly three, distinct <laughs> events in his life that are not connected in any <laughs> way. 
that he is just well they're remembering they're connected in that they're connected to negative feelings yeah i suppose that's true so there there are four discrete events that were that we're calling out in this song okay only one of which is a violation of a bylaw the other <laughs> the other one is a law, law. and then, the, the other two are just something that made him things. sad yeah <laughs> okay the first being where he woke up at 7 a.m uh-huh. and a man was working yes that's, that's it <laughs> and that that is an actual bylaw i mean bylaws are local ordinances <laughs> well and just to to explain the situation kev went to bed late the night before as he explains in the facebook yes. video where he explains the song because he is a night owl mm-hmm. and then uh it was 7 a.m the man started working he went outside and said what do you do and he said it's a bylaw and second the, one and then kev said okay well if, <laughs> if that's what you're gonna do i'm gonna go back to songwriting and you're not gonna like what comes out of me <laughs> and he wrote this scathing <laughs> indictment <laughs> Of the bylaws. So I went outside and I said to him, Hey, I'm trying to sleep. It's 7 a.m. Then he looked at me with a mischievous grin and said, That is when I can begin. Because there's a bylaw, a bylaw, and I can start. Yeah, the second one is where he rolled a stop sign, which is. Just a, law. just a law. <laughs> just a law. Just a I mean, the cop was being very rude in enforcing <laughs> a law with that level of stupidness. I've gotten written up for I've I mean, I've gotten up, written up for rolling stops too, but at the same time like Well, you're just saying cop bad, which is yes. on the whole true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, somebody somebody needs to make their ticket quota, yeah. so they're going to, you know, grab you for an infraction. Sure, sure. Which is not what we want. I was driving to a show and a turn Because I only see... Oh, okay. I guess I do see the last time time Kevin cried. Last time Kevin cried, which is really recent. (laughs) How often do you think... How how often... It wasn't so long ago. How often do you think Kevin cries? Um, Jesus. I have a number in my head, and we'll see how close you get to it. Uh, Every 36 hours. Oh, I was going to say two to three times a day. Oh, okay. That's my number. (laughs) Okay. I didn't want to overpromise. I feel like he gets up, has a good cry. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, he has like his afternoon cry after lunch. Right. And then he gets a good, he cries himself to sleep every night. Now, are those just timed cries or does something precipitate? Does something precipitate? Is he like a toddler where if it gets too close to his nap time in the afternoon, he just starts getting cranky? And Yeah, I think so. Okay. All I, think, right. I think Kev needs his nappies. So, I mean, but it is precipitated by he runs out of cereal and he just starts crying instead of getting, he yeah. doesn't feel anger. Yeah. I don't think Kev feels anger. He no. just feels sad. Sa- so- That's sorrow is his, that. his only... It replaced, all his negative emotions are just sorrow. Sure. The last time I cried, there was a mackerel sky, and it wasn't so long ago. And then the, th- the fourth event is... It's a nice one. No, it isn't. Okay. Go ahead. What last is it? time we spoke, I was telling a joke, and you didn't laugh at all. The last time we spoke, I was telling a joke. Okay, got it, got it. I thought that was the same as the last time I cried. No. I see. I mean, it doesn't, it could be, but I don't think it, it, it might not, it might or might not be. Right, okay. Yeah, that's a very specific, <laughs> I told an unfunny joke once, the Who do you think he's calling out? Probably Ed. <clears throat> that's possible. Yeah, I don't know. Ed seems like he would humor. Kev is the only thing that Ed has left. I don't think <laughs> Ed is going to risk ever not laughing at Kev's jokes. Do you think that, 
the if these two events are related, do you think the previous two events are also related? Uh, so oh, the rolling stop in the yeah yeah. So he had to get up at seven a.m. He was super tired, and usually he stops at the Seven Eleven full stop. Right. But he was really sleepy, so he kind of rolled a little bit. Then he got his ticket, and then later on he was telling he th- then he cried that day. Yeah. B- below the mackerel sky. <laughs> oh, this is all one day. Yeah, this is all happening. And then he was like, "Boy." rolling stop it was more like a rolling plop because he plopped a ticket in my lap and then ed just didn't laugh yeah and that's and that's what happened he's just talking about the worst day in his worst day of his life (laughs) man who recovered from cancer woke up early (laughs) got a ticket and then somebody didn't laugh at his joke i'm a cancer survivor (laughs) and this is the worst day of my life i thought i thought the fourth event was the final stanza in this song which is greeting a brand new day with a soft summer wind and birds in the trees and it's beautiful owl outside i think this is when he goes yeah. to bed and wakes up the next day yeah i think he, he realizes, realizes well he realizes he should get up early more often <laughs> oh okay oh oh yeah maybe because that's that is the same like it's day. a beautiful day and green a brand new day there's a soft summer wind there are birds in the trees there's a green yeah well, although i, I don't like know that. how a beautiful Clear blue sky and mackerel sky. Like, what color is a mackerel sky? Like it's pink. It's like sunset. No, that's salmon. Oh, wait. What color is a mackerel? I'm sure mackerel flesh is, like, pink, but I think mackerel is, like, gray. Uh, a mackerel is... Yeah, it's like a blue... I could see a, a sky being this sort of color. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a sky color, I guess. Well, why don't you type in mackerel color and okay. see, what, see what pops up for color. Let's get the Pantone... Um, uh, okay, here's a mackerel color palette. That's kind of unnatural for a sky. Lots of, uh, yeah, it's got some salmon fleshy pink color, but we've also got some dark green, some very dark blue. So blues. what color do you think Kev was talking about? I think he was talking about that light blue. I think the most the most prominent color on the mackerel. The I think top. he was talking about the the more grayer the grayer blue, like because he's okay. it's a sad experience. So I think sure. I think he wants to evoke a sad sky. Sure. Okay. Okay. Oh or my maybe he's saying I was crying despite the fact that There's... there was a beautiful sky up ahead. Now there is a mackerel on the ten cent Canadian oh. piece, so I wonder if he's talking about the silver of the t- ten cent Canadian oh. mackerel. It's weird they call their their coins cents like we do. They should call them something different. Oh yeah, why do they do that? I don't like that. Well, I mean, they call them Canadian dollars too. Canadian, yeah. so they should be Canadian cents. We don't call ours American dollars. We just call right them because dollars. we. I think we did came we invent up. The we dollar? invented the dollar. What did Canadians use before the dollar? They probably used like Brit- British pounds <laughs> oh, because okay. they were <laughs> they were a colony of Britain until quite recently. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't even. Uh, I didn't clock that. I did like. I liked mackerel sky. Um, I thought it was e- evocative imagery, and I kind of like the fact that everyone could think of a different type of sky as a mackerel sky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I just wanted to know what color it was. I mean, as a poet yourself. I'm not a poet. <laughs> well, you're a writer, which is the same thing. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, to chart the clouds, currently out on the iTunes environment. Can you <laughs> download it through iTunes? You can get it on Audible. Oh, nice. Probably. I don't know if Audible's on iTunes. Okay. But yeah. And the book is out by now. It's, uh, it's 75% off today, but... By the time people hear this, it'll be two weeks later and it will be full sure. price again. Um, but we're in agreement that Kev cried because the friend didn't laugh at the joke. I think that has to be, those have to be related ideas. I don't know. He says the, he cried, last time I cried, there was a mackerel sky and it wasn't so long ago. Period. Okay. The last time I, we spoke, I was telling a joke because he should have said that if, if it was related, I think he would have reversed the two. Yeah. Because if he's, if the joke, if them not laughing at the joke is making him cry, then 
Or maybe he's crying as he tells the joke, and that's yeah. why they didn't laugh. Yeah. Oh, that's very possible. This is not funny, Kev. Yeah, they were all trying to console him as he was telling his joke. Oh, man. What a sad thing. Um, Man, this song does kind of walk the line between... Because when I read the lyrics before I listened to the song, I was like, wow, this sucks. I am, But it's almost self-knowing. Like, it's almost like... I know this is a silly topic for yeah. a song. Like, it's like he's mad at the local homeowners association and he's yeah. like, normally you just go and you yell at the city, the village council <laughs> and you just <laughs> be really shitty to some not people. Not if you're a good lady. <laughs> no, no, you write, you write a, song. a song. Do you think that- I'm really mad at councilwoman Josephine. <laughs> Do you think She that... wouldn't give me an easement for my garage. What with Josephine? <laughs> for my hose and- mm. The sheen it creates. <laughs> um, do you think Mr. 7 a.m. She won't let me work on my muscle cars. I do. I like getting. Uh, oh, number man. one, I love that reference. Number two, I like getting uh, one extra word out every time. <laughs> so I need you to interrupt me after the next word. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she Mr. Won't 7 a.m. <laughs> um, after midnight is excited about how mischievous is his grin? He can't be happy to be working at 7 a.m. The dude probably got up at like 530. And so, and it kept comes out and he's like, it's 7am dude. The guy's not like, guess what? Well, Too he, fucking bad. He could be because I feel like people who work early shift yeah. have a lot of, get a lot of shit from like homeowners. Cause I know that my, in my community, the fucking message boards are always blowing up when the garbage people come a half hour early really? or something. Cause they're not supposed to start work till seven or something like that, but they'll come and pick up Jesus the garbage early. Christ. People are like, I didn't even get my garbage. I'm like, put it out the night before dipshit. <laughs> A human, yeah, um, yeah. So they, they, you know, old people are being dicks, but uh, nothing better to do than retired. But um, yeah, I feel like you get a lot of guff from that. And if you've got like sort of some sort of legal recourse, you're like, it's legal, bud. Yeah, you know, I guess like, so. You're like, I, I could get, I could see him giving a shit eating grin. Like they're never aggressive. They're always passive aggressive. They're never gonna go up to the trash guy and go, yo. They're gonna post on the message boards. You know what I mean? I don't know. I bet. I bet there's some dipshits who will come out. I bet. You know, it only takes one, right? If you if you're doing this at a, you're picking up 300 people's garbage, 500 right. people's garbage. One of them's gonna be a dick to you, right? Just statistically. But do you think that's gonna? I don't know. Do you think that happens enough where you start getting smug about it? I would be apologetic. I'd be like, oh man, I'm sorry. It's just the you know the route that we had today. And... I mean, you no, know, it might. You might. Res- but like the first the first like 10 times sure. it happens, you might be apologetic. But then you're like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, I guess like so. I'm just trying to do my I job. Do. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, I don't I'm just trying to do my job, millionaire. <laughs> Which is of course. Why don't you go get yourself a fucking hotel room with your millions of dollars? The area you live in, you're talking about your specific neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, <laughs> my millionaire neighbors in their fifteen hundred square foot ranches. <laughs> you do live in a very, very, very rich area of town. In your, <laughs> I do not <laughs> live in a almost the opposite. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite a low-income portion of town. Yeah. Um, can people stop by your house just to take a look at it so they can determine for themselves if your house is nice or not? Yeah. And your address is? That's right. I'm going to put the volume up as high as I can on that section. <laughs> okay. I think we got it. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um... Let's talk a little bit about uh, that second verse. My house kind of looks like a shithole from the outside, but it's actually really nice. Yeah, on the inside. your house rules. It's like it's like brown, um, like all brown. Is it really? Yeah, I guess it's I... all brown. It's got bricks on the side. It's got brick on the side, which I like. But yeah, it's all just like this woody brown, which looks like like it's like the color of like poop, <laughs> which is fine because it's like set. I don't really care <laughs> what my house looks house. like on the outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Just think um, about that next time you come over. It looks like it looks like poop. I will. I wish you would have mentioned it to me yesterday. I would have liked to have uh, kept an eye out for mm-hmm. it. Um, that second verse. We goes, can bring up my house on like Zillow or something, and you can see the outside right now. If okay. You want. Poop okay. color. I didn't. I haven't repainted anything. And um, what's That's that address sure. again? Can you give it to me so I can look it up on Zillow? I am the Um, that second verse goes back into the chorus so quick. It's almost like Kevin concedes that he doesn't actually have a story here. <laughs> it's four lines, and then it just pivots right back. He's like, I get stopped for a rule. Okay, you're losing interest. There's a bomb. Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. Seven. I actually have a lot to say about 7-Eleven. Good and bad. It's a full stop when you're turning at the 7-Eleven. Okay, just the 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 line or about the actual well, franchise. I have stuff to say about the franchise, but it's only good. Okay, Seven <laughs> Eleven fucking rules, and I wish we had more of them around here. I don't think I've been in a Seven Eleven in America. Really? Yeah, the last one I went to was like in Japan. Well, then you're missing out on the reason you go to Seven Eleven, which is which is the constantly slushies? rotating many slushy flavors. Uh-huh. Yes, they're uh, well, I believe they're called Slurpees at Seven Eleven. Number one. Uh-huh. Um, I'm an icy guy. I'm not a, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a slurpee. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can't fu- get through a fucking Are episode. you fucking serious? You're an icy guy? Yeah, I fucking love icies. I can, I can down an icy, man. Hey, I was at the movie theater the other day, mm-hmm. and I purchased a large Coke, and I filled it up with icy. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you think they're going to... No, I think they're the same price. Uh, oh, are they? Probably. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they were both $115. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, uh, well, okay, in 7-Eleven Slurpees are the best. They're so fucking good. I am a Slurpee man through and through. If it's summertime Mm -hmm. and I'm out cruising around for some reason, I have to have a Slurpee in my Slurping it up, filling my cup (laughs) with rotating flavors. (laughs) Um, Man, when I was in Hawaii, they had the best. You mean Hawaii? Hawaii. uh, They had the weirdest flavors. I loved it. Like uh, tamarind? Uh, yeah, I can't remember Mackerel. what the one was, but it tasted very ketchupy. S- spam. Spam, that's what it was. Spam musubi. Um, Kev rhymes seven with eleven. He rhymes, uh, I got up at seven. And Kevin. And I went to 7-Eleven, Kevin. Um, but, uh, I, start, I guess I work by seven when you're turning at the 7-Eleven. That's a cheat rhyme, because seven and eleven already rhyme. That's, there's... I think that, I imagine him, like, after he gets stopped by the cop... He's like already working on this song in his head because he's had a bad day so far. He's uh-huh. like, I'm gonna fucking get this guy. Uh-huh. He woke up Kevin, and then like he's like looking around, and it's like that big brain moment where like all the numbers and things, like all these like <laughs> letters are arranging in his head, and he just sees like seven, <laughs> eleven, Kevin, and it's just like galaxy brain. I wonder why he didn't use more heaven and lucky number eleven. <laughs> that would have been smart. Um, the positive thing I have to say about that is that that 7-Eleven harmony mm-hmm. sounds exactly like classic BNL. Like, you could trick me and say that Steve was part of that harmony because someone sounds like they are Steve in that harmony. Towards the end, someone is singing, too, right? There's somebody else on the last, um, like, the last bit doesn't sound like Kevin to me. Really? On, in the last, in the, Like, um, the last, like, stanza, like, the soft summer wind, clear blue sky, right? You know... I think that Kev is affecting a voice there. 
It I think he's be. being overly dramatic on purpose in this spirit of like winking towards the audience and how stupid this song <laughs> is. But I think it's almost a moment of self-parody. Yeah, because I looked like, the liner notes and there wasn't anybody else listed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know he had that voice in him. I, and if so, I don't know why he hasn't used it more. <laughs> There's a clear blue sky and a bright shining sun. I questioned, is that still Kev? We never hear him put that kind of spin on his voice. But yeah, I I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I, you know what? I don't know if I could do a whole song of it. I'm glad he doesn't do it often. He saves it for the uh, the bylaws of the world. Um, do you think we'll ever get to hear Kev do this song in concert? No. You think bylaw is a song they're going to pull out in concert? <sighs> if they were still doing Chips and Dip, we'd hear it. But they, Yo, but they're not. <sighs> Maybe one day. Nope, never. <laughs> you don't think? No. You know, I don't think Chips and dip is going to happen anymore but i could easily see them being booked for a cruise yeah like a, like the joko well probably not the joko cruise but, but like, a, you like know a similar a, like a carnival cruise like a like, a, like the a 90s, 90s cruise yeah. Yeah. yeah it's them and jewel and, and cherry pop and daddies <laughs> who have a lot to apologize for <laughs> counting crows uh-huh. gin blossoms uh-huh. collective soul but then we wouldn't hear by law because bernie ladies are probably only doing one set yeah, they're not fair. doing a whole ships tour mm-hmm. yeah but maybe they'll be down in the port side room yeah, playing the- on the piano with Andy, just like their nine most obscure tracks. <laughs> um, man, I don't I know. We, I bet the only time we would hear this live is if they were playing the whole album through. Like, we're going to play all yes. of the Tour de Force. Just like, Boy, I, start to stop. I wouldn't. Tip to taint. I wouldn't mind that. That would be a fun. Anus and Andy. Oh, anus, <laughs> famous anus cookies. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind hearing that. I, they did it for, what was it, Everything to Everyone, uh-huh. I believe? And I think that's a really cool idea. And I feel I'd, like it's a good idea in theory, but in practice, it'd be super boring. For because them. Yeah. You, well, for us, too, because all the bangers are up front. But we've liked pretty much we've everything but Rollout, yeah. I think. We're going to roll out. Roll, roll out. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I like to roll out if you speed it up at 1.5 speed. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to do that. Um, I, they, I bet they could, but they could do that live. Yeah, but they won't. They're going to play it. They could do anything. They could play a different song and call it Rollout. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that's a possibility. <laughs> um, how about... Uh, I, I do like... Speaking of the behind-the-scenes video, if we're still talking about... The behind-the-scenes video is just Kev literally relating the story mm-hmm. that is already in the lyrics. He's like, I went outside and it was early and there was a guy out there and he said I could start work. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, you don't need to explain that part. <laughs> when I originally read the lyrics of the song, I don't. My, it didn't click in my brain. I thought Kevin was waking. I didn't know that it was about Kevin. So like, he wakes up. There's a guy outside oh, throwing no. shit, and then he's like, "He's like, what are you doing?" He's like, "Time to start work." <laughs> and I thought it was Kevin being like woken up to start work, oh, like some sort of like weird urban fairy, like a here, take my pole across the river Styx. It's much faster this way. And then you get to the other side, and he's like, "Ha ha! Now you have to throw aluminum into a truck forever." I went outside and. Someone was painting my fence and just having a really great time. (laughs) (laughs) He convinced me that it would be so much fun. Um, This is such a smooth fucking song. Everything about it is like a caramel candy bar. Yeah, it starts off like a uh, like a seventies sort of no, like a seventies like um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Lounge, like loungy. Yeah, and then it gets loungy. sort of folksy in the middle. And then it ends like a, it goes back to like 70s, like Vegas, like a Tom Jones or like a Don Ho sort yeah. of thing. Tiny bubbles. <laughs> but I'd love. Beautiful I, day. I love the directions this went. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought it was a, a neat fucking like, and the horns. Yeah, the fucking. I love getting horns on a BNL song. You got to get and those horns in there. They're silky smooth. They're just they're they're a delight. They're fantastic. Wake up, Kevin. I was this song has it all. I, I don't know. I don't know if it has it all, but like the second half of the song has zero. It's like he ran out of things to be sad about, and then he's like, <laughs> "I remember another time I was sad." It has nothing to do with bylaws. Do you think they forced him to improvise this song on the spot? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, from what they say, Kev is just a prolific songwriter. But like, if this is the sort of shit that is most of what he produces, can you imagine voting on all the songs? They lay all the BNL songs out. They're like, vote on the ten. God, imagine what the other fucking fifteen songs he wrote were like. If this is one of the the ones that made the cut, I prefer Fiji over Dasani. (laughs) Like. It's like a when I think it was Alanis Morissette's more recent album came out, and one of the critics said, "Like, all right, Alanis, not everything you write down in your journal is a song." Wow, and it's just basically Scathing. it's the same here, yeah. right? Like he's just like, "I'll write a song about what I see." Yeah, yeah. It's like Randy Newman just writing a song about what he sees. But what I hate is that I like this song a lot. <laughs> no, it's musically like it's a fun song. Lyrically, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it nothing? Let's talk about Saker's YouTube comment of the week. YouTube comment of the way. That's right. Saker's YouTube comment of the week this week comes from Mike Shifts, which is a great fucking name anyway. (laughs) Mike took a shift. Uh, Five months ago, he said the following. BNL songs usually aren't political, but I like this. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess it's political in that it's critical of like local local government. (laughs) Local governance. I just fucking loved that. I believe everything should roll up to the federal level. <laughs> nanny state is nanny great. <laughs> um, they protect our rights. <laughs> I don't want to have a big soda anyway. <laughs> oh, I couldn't have had that big icy if I uh, if I lived in a nanny state like New York. Um, everything I could have had a reasonably sized soda. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Well, then you could still, but but like, can't you just like fill it up as many times as you want now at the theater? Yeah, but you don't want to leave the fucking movie theater. To you go, go to f- movies you like. I go to movies I don't like, so I can enjoy the popcorn <laughs> and icy. <laughs> so I can walk out of the theater anytime I want. Specifically, I can leave see. this theater. I don't want to be locked in my seat. You did see, and I wondered why you did it. it. Makes sense that you didn't like it, but you did see Plandemic in theaters. I think a dozen times. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, almost every. Speaking of the horns, almost everything about the instrumentation, like the. How many cool- times do you think you could watch Plandemic before things started making sense to you? <laughs> no, from experience, once. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like that that problem with like Facebook like monitors or whatever the people who like yeah. are f- like looking at flagged posts that all of them have become conspiracy theorists because they flag so many posts and yeah. like yeah. you know the human brain just makes connections whether you want it to or not. I don't know how many times could I, I, I've seen Cube two Hypercube. probably two dozen times. Okay. And I do think that that's real. <laughs> so, Cube is real, <laughs> and I want to go there. <laughs> what is it like? Is Cube like a like a trap? Now, in Cube One, uh-huh. 
<sighs> okay, if we're going to explain the mythos of the whole series. In Cube Zero, mm-hmm. we learn that Cube is kind of like a government-funded torture room to kind of, you know, uh, torture people who... It's like Saw. Yeah, sort of. Saw 2. But it's also, they throw people who have become critical of Cube. In the, so one of the designers who became critical of Cube gets thrown in the Cube at the end of Cube Zero, and he becomes one of the characters that we see at the beginning of Cube. Okay. Des- Dasan, I think his name is. Dasani. But Cube 2? Entirely different beast. Cube 2 may have just existed in people's heads. <laughs> I mean, because when the when the girl wakes up at the end, she's in a pool of water. And she has escaped the cube, but but the cube is nowhere to be seen. And then she reports to the government uh, the that she got the intel out of the people who are in the cube. I, listen, I don't know what the cube... I mean, it is, it's always a government trap to get okay. secrets out of people. Because in, in the latter one, in Cube 2... Mm-hmm. She gets trapped in there with, like, hackers and shit, and the pressure causes them to bond and give secrets to each other, and then she escapes with the secrets. But it's very clear that she could have died in there. So I guess it's also real. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I fucking love Hypercube. Fair enough. <laughs> it rules. Um, and give me those. Give me a sweet quote from that uh, Hypercube movie. Since oh, you- variable time speed chamber. <laughs> there we go. Max, my dude. Wait, they have variable time speed? So Cube 2 gets all fucked up. Cube two, Cube 1 was all about, like, buzz saws or laser grids. Cube 2 is like, this room will turn you old really quickly. Or... So it's like, it's like a testing facility for government tech. Yeah, but... In addition to being a secret. That's possible. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how Cube... If you're planning on torturing someone, yeah. just torture them. Like, I don't know why, yeah. you to, like, <laughs> why you have to have if a, you've already made that decision in your head that you are going to violate the Geneva Convention, just violate it. You don't need a one mile by one mile by one mile square <laughs> somewhere to put them in. Oh, man. I it's, don't know. It's some like fucking rider on some senator's bill. Like, <laughs> for sure. like one billion dollars for hypercube. <laughs> the pork belly cube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about But cube. it also is attached to a voting rights act. So, you know, <laughs> so a lot of people, are, everyone's that. in favor of yeah. it. Yeah. Then it's the nice thing about Cube 2 is it doesn't take up any room because it's just a pool of water, possibly. I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but this song does make sense, especially that chord, that key change in the final mm-hmm. chorus. Oh, it sounds it's like a musical moment where things are just getting like jovial, like everybody comes back on stage. There's a <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like the, the, the final song of a uh, um, a musical. Had this song ended the album... I don't know. I, again, I've not listened to Detour to Force, doing it week by week. But had this song ended the album, I would have been totally okay with that. It feels... Well, I mean, BNL usually ends with a Kev. That's true. I wonder if it'll do it in this with a, instance. With a quiet whimper. Yeah, with a very quiet whimper. You didn't laugh at all. There's a The fucking bridge that the the harmonies we were talking about that stop is real fun. Seven eleven eleven stop. There's a like it's a very it's a very concert. You I've I've noticed you either like or despise syncopation in lyrics. Like when somebody breaks a rhythm of the of a lyrical um, line. Usually you like it when it is the word is pronounced correctly and you hate it when they like break up the word itself. 
is this a Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment? Where you're about to have one example of the thing that you're talking about. No, I, I don't have any examples, <laughs> okay. but I, I remember times when you've been like, I hate this. And it's usually Ed going like, elaborate, <laughs> something yeah, like okay. that. Yeah, if there's a pause, elaborate. Yeah, you, yeah. you hate when that happens. Yeah, I do. I've noticed. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Um, but this is one of those accidentally clapping concert moments that I love, where you're going to be able to look at some people and be like, those idiots didn't listen to Detour de Force closely <laughs> enough because they're clapping after stuff. God, you love to gatekeep BNL Oh, fans. I do. I'm a BNL that's why we go to That's why we go to concerts. <laughs> so we can just sit, we can get right next to the stage and then turn around and watch the audience. <laughs> oh my God. I would actually, I think I would kind of dig working as a security guard at like a fucking, uh, I don't know, a venue. Why? Because you get to listen to a lot of free music. Yeah, but and also you get to get a lot you're of facing COVID. away from the band. Yeah. You're getting a lot of COVID yeah. and you're dealing with only the worst people. Yeah, I guess so. But the only you time you're to, you have to work is when there's somebody bad. You get to muscle people around. Do you think it would be enjoyable to have a job where you get to hit people? No. <laughs> okay, why not? Because I don't like... Hitting people hurts for the first. I don't know if you've ever hit True. anyone. I it, would always wear boxing gloves. To my <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair. That's that's You would... <laughs> You'd probably get fired. <laughs> Why? Because you don't come to work looking like you want to hit somebody, I guess. I don't know, maybe. I kind of love that. But if so you want to be like a prize fighter. You want to be like a MMA specialist. You want to be I a... want to work at Nationwide Arena, mm-hmm. but I want to wear boxing You want to be the cooler. Yes. I... The guy the guy who sits up in the fucking uh, box and eats like Doritos until it's time, until the little meh, 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 <laughs> and you come running down that spiral stair with your boxing gloves on. Yeah, like, And your big fake mustache so no one can get you on camera. That sounds great. Doesn't that sound fun? No. Why? What doesn't sound fun about that? Okay, what's your... Violence. (laughs) What's my dream job? Yeah. Uh, I go to work in the basement. Nobody talks to me. Uh I do whatever I want. I cannot be fired. I have no accountability and I answer to no one. And yet I make, and yet I make, I don't, I don't need to make infinite money, but like, you know, 75K a year. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is not the first time you've told me this. Why not at least go six figures? Because I don't want that much money. But it's your dream job. You said you cannot be fired. Right. Why I feel like have... if I if I made more money, I would feel real real bad. But then you could give it to your friends. <laughs> I want your dream job to benefit me. <laughs> can you pay sure, off? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would actually be part of my dream job is I can get I can get my I can hand out fifty k jobs like candy. Yes. Oh, that's a dream. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah. I can just be like, oh yeah, you you get a job. You get a job. <laughs> I get like two or three I can hand out every quarter. Sure. Okay. And so all my friends could be employed with a with a bare I think I feel like fifty K is like a bare minimum existence and you know, in th- Columbus, Ohio. But this kind of you know, these are our personal the housing market like it is. Hey. Yay. Uh, you want to help and I wanna hurt. That's kind of who we are as people. You know what I mean? And that's why this podcast works mm-hmm. so well. So that, You're the uh, yang to my yin. You're the male energy. I'm the uh, opposite of that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. It would be fun to hurt a person. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go to that imaginary BNL concert. You want to design the hypercube. With the machete where we can kill a bunch of people at the Predicate Ladies concert. I was really listening to that episode and that hypothetical made me laugh very hard. <laughs> um, I like how the chorus at the end pivots from it's time to wake up Kevin to it's time to wake up Kevin. Like, what a genius yeah. fucking lyric. I think that's this. where he gets real political. That's it's time to wake up. <laughs> Stay woke. Right. Yes. Um, but that's really all I had, I think, for this song. Did you have anything else about bylaw? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Only that only one of them is a bylaw. Right. 
I believe you mentioned that. Yeah, that's it. Okay, neat. Well, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the guitar riff, like in the middle. Yeah, like the riffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole song. Like I said, the instrumentation slaps all the way through. Great syncopation on the drums all the way through, and like I don't know, it just rules. This is a great song. Um, what, however, game show is this song like? Well, can what, I guess? Yeah, you certainly can. What? Uh, let me give you some clues. Mm-hmm. It's a game show. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, it has a. A rotating set of games with arcane rules that everyone seems to understand. Okay. And sometimes when I watch it, I don't know how the games are played, and yet people seem to know them very, very densely. Okay, okay, okay. It has literally 112 different games that can be played. Let me think, let me think. Rotating, 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 like a big wheel. Spin the wheel, showcase showdown. I think this is... Who wants to be a millionaire? (laughs) (laughs) What? Is that right? Wrong. <laughs> oh, no. It's Price is Right. Wow. Come on down, Saker. That's exciting. Yeah. This is uh, The Price is Right, created by Bob Stewart, Mark Goodson, and Bill Todman. <laughs> oh, Bill the Todman. Bill the Todman. Um, it's an update of the... Ni- <laughs> when Todd Co- goes out and covers drinks, he's like, hey, Bill the Todman. <laughs> Bill Todman. <laughs> it started in September 4th, 1972, but 19? it is a, it, the original show was in the was a 56 show mm. uh and the 56 show was just basically kind of like the showcase showdown where they just brought people down and they had to guess the prices of stuff that sucks and you get as close to the price as possible bad show yeah and then they the new show the 72 show added a uh, beginning of the really arcane games that they play like i don't know how i've watched prices right usually when i'm sick at home or something and when i was home, i don't think i've seen it since i was an adult right but like as a kid like i just remember like watching it like open mouth like how does anyone know what's going on? Yeah. Like, because everyone knows what's going on. Of course they do. And I've, I, who just sort of wandered into it, like, you know, halfway through a movie, I'm like, uh, uh, wait, wait. So they're looking for the <laughs> middle price of the two, but one of them is a fake. <laughs> and then the other one's from 1972 price. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it. There's a lot of bylaws, I should you could For say. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you think there's got to be a lot of stop down? I mean, we don't see the whole show live. So I think there's a lot of stop down where the producers come out and they're like, okay, so for this game, yeah. and they explain the whole thing, and then they just fucking well, run it. Every um, every show has a 30-page script that's mostly ad copy. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. So not for, the obviously, the contestants, but for like... Oh, I thought you were making a joke. So it's not a scripted no, show. No, it literally has a 30-page script. Oh, okay. That they talk about, like, yeah. Most of the prizes are uh, donated. Okay. Prizes, but then they would go out and buy additional prizes to, to give it more sort of depth. But um, it's a, it was one of the first shows where contestants were selected like from the audience instead right. of just being there, like being selected before the show. Um, hosted by Bob Barker from 1972 to 2007 when he retired. Mm-hmm. Bob Barker, famous for his mackerel-colored suits. That's true. Mm-hmm. And he did retire. He retired because... Um, He's getting old, obviously, but one of the last things he said is, you know, people aren't laughing at my jokes anymore. Really? Yeah. Wow, I had no idea. So it was really an ego thing. Well, also, uh, this is why Kev wrote the song about it, because if you remember, the last time he cried was when Bart Barker died. Yeah. Is Bob Barker dead? No. Okay, (laughs) cool. Just checking. (laughs) Um, Drew Carey. The last time Bob, yeah, Drew Carey started in 2007 and is through current. Yes. And Drew Carey, being from Ohio, has brought in a lot more Ohio stuff like Jenny's ice cream and uh, really? Honda stuff from our Honda plant. I didn't have know become that. have become prizes on prices, right? Oh, that's cool. Okay. Jenny's ice cream, a delicious ice cream, started in the North Market here in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it's very good. I didn't even know it was a nation national thing. Like, but I see, you know, people from LA like uh fucking love jenny's ice cream nancy pelosi's got that mm-hmm. freezer full of jenny's it's ice really cream. good it's real good jenny's ice cream closest 
7.2 miles away from Saker's address, which is 2457 <laughs> Grim, Grim Court. Um, Jenny's, though, I will. it's always pretty low on my tiers when we're like, let's go get a scoop of ice cream. Okay, where do we go? Jenny's is the lowest because A, expensive. Mm-hmm. B, there's only ice cream. You can't get a banana split. You can't get a mm-hmm. milkshake. Milkshake? That's my go-to at an ice cream place. Milkshake, a milkshake. You got a milkshake. <laughs> milkshake. Um, you got the milkshake in my heart. <laughs> but uh, It's been one. The Jennies are their purists. They're like, yeah. we have iced cream. That is all. No, you can get like sauce. You can get like caramel sauce or chocolate sauce on it, and then you might get it in a cone. But other yeah. than that, but the thing is like, if you added stuff to it, it would it would uh, hide the flavors because I think the flavors of the ice cream are what they're trying to because they have like lemon verbena pine oh, yeah, and things like that. Oh yeah, they're also all fucking. No, yeah. they aren't. They have like salty caramel and which is my favorite. Yeah, and, like that's still darkest darkest chocolate. Yeah, dark. salty caramel is fucking amazing, man. Oh, it's great. I'm not saying it's not great. I'm just saying it's also pretentious. The thing is, like, I don't feel like I need any toppings. Where if I go to like a graters or something, like they're just going to slop a big spoonful of garbage into my plate and cover it with whipped cream. That's... Like I can do that at home, bro. You know what? This is our good cup, bad cup energy. Yeah. This is our helping and hurting. This is, yeah, this totally makes sense. Um, like oh, you want to slop out some ditch cream and cover it in cream. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> All I want is just, I want quantity. I don't care about quality. Oh, no. See, I'm a quality over quantity that's guy. Why I'm well, a, I'm a quality and quantity guy. I want to sure. eat six pints of salted caramel. Yeah, that sounds good. That's why I'm a Vermonster man myself. Oh, the Benjaminaries? You got it, pal. The Virgin Minuries. Oh, Benjamin and oh, Benjamin <laughs> Jeremiah's. Yes, that is correct. Um, what were we fucking talking about? Drew Carey. Price Drew Carey. is right. Price is right. Yes. yes. So it's so he brought in some more. Oh. What's your favorite Price is Right game? I went through the list of all 112, uh-huh. and I none of them even. That, I like the one where the little guy, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's yeah. like a cliffhanger or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um. They have found uh, Price is Right has uh, had a start over 9,000 episodes since its debut. Holy Its fuck. 50th season premiered last year, September 13th. 50 seasons and 9,000 episodes? Episode. It is the longest running show on television and the longest running game show in the world. Wait, how many episodes per season is that? Like 40, it's, it does, 50? It, it does, it's five day a week, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow, that is grueling. Just like that man has to come out at 7 a.m. and work, throw shit into sure. a truck five days grueling. a week where Kevin can do his little loosey-goosey stuff, you know, stay up till 2 a.m., Yeah. have his breakfast delivered. Yeah. You know, he probably eats a, what's eggs Benedict is what I see. Nope. Nope. Only for Easter. Kev eats a, uh, a piece of white toast. With a, um, I bet he doesn't do butter. I bet he does like margarine. margarine. Yeah, he does yeah. like a like smart balance so. margarine. Yes. He does one, it's it's not even a piece. It's like a triangle of white toast. The other one he leaves outside for the birds. Okay, sure. To eat. And that's it? Do you think um, he, has, he, has, he has half of a grapefruit. Uh-huh. And coffee. No, no, he doesn't like grapefruit. Never mind. They get, it's too, the taste is too sharp. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It's a, a mushy banana. He yeah. puts a banana bowl and mushes it he up. half of a cherry. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh. And then a drop of coffee and a cup of cream. And then a child's multivitamin. A gu- child's gummy <laughs> vitamin. A, a Flintstone kid. <laughs> a Flintstone Because yes, he needs right. to get that, my doctor said I need more iron. <laughs> uh, I like this as a Price is Right read. But my question is, gosh. How would Joe Campbell do with The Price is Right? <laughs> well, I'm not done with The Price is Right. Oh, I, you've been talking for 100 years. I figured you were done. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. 
2019 Harvard study noted that the accuracy of the average bid has fallen over time, uh, and they think it's due to it's eight percent lower than the actual than than at the start of the series. Mm-hmm. So people are consumers are less price conscious, and they think that it is uh, online shopping that has done this. Sure, and they've noted that. Um, at the beginning of the show, people are their guesses range much more wildly, and they sort of learn how to guess towards the end of the show. Interesting. So, so um, yeah. Uh, Can you imagine being a part of that study? That your job is to watch nine thousand episodes of The Price Is Right and just write down everything that they guessed and the actual price of the product. That seems fucking wild. I feel like. But also, are they taking into account the people who go like one dollar, Bob? Like those, obviously those guesses are. I think they're, yeah, I think they're just, uh, they're taking into account, I don't know, people who are actually trying to guess the, I don't know, I don't, I didn't read the, uh, you know, interesting, the parameters for the actual study. I'm going to have to check. I just read the abstract of it. But uh, the original Price is Right was one of the few games, the 1960s version was the original one, uh, one of the few games to survive that like quiz rigging scandal from the 60s. Because unlike the other ones, like the, uh, 1960s Good, Goodson and Todman had built like a squeaky clean reputation and it was a really low stakes game because mm. um, you can occasionally win a car but you know and that why that's one of the reasons why it was so popular because all of the other popular shit got eliminated because of the the um, scandals yeah the, the, the rigging scandals and Price is Right was the only one that carried through and so it got super popular and has been there are 46 different versions of it in d- different countries wow yeah seven board games Wow. Um, yeah, it became the longest running show in history after uh, Sabado Gigante landed in 2015. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Usually the big prize is like an auto, but. Um, an auto? An auto. The you, fuck is wrong you, don't, with you don't call them autos? <laughs> Nobody does. You don't call them. What f- country f- are you from? You call them funic- <laughs> me- mechanical Turks? Uh-huh. Uh, so, but there are 112 different pricing games okay. that are currently in rotation. They reign. There are well, actually no 112 and 79 of them are in current rotation, such as any number, back to 72, balance game, bargain game, bonkers, bonus game, bullseye, check in, check game, check out, cliffhangers, clock game, danger prize, double cross, do the math, double cross, triple cross, flip flop, freeze frame, golden road, gridlock, high low, hole in one, hole in two, <laughs> hot seat, line them up, magic number, now and then, one wrong piece, pass the buck, one right price. <sighs> Plinko, pocket change, punch a bunch, pushover, bring it at home, odds are, testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three, flip, stack the deck, swap me, that's too much, time is money, boomerang, limits, toe to toe, and passcode. Are you fucking (laughs) serious? Listeners at home, my wrist is broken, so I'm not making the fingers come together (laughs) motion, but I'm doing it in spirit right now. Everything comes together. Oh my god. Like, that was more than a coincidence. In 112 are... games when 10 of them are big and ladies' titles? <laughs> That's so weird. So, yeah. How would Joe Camel do it? The Price is Right. Very badly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Impossible. Eddie doesn't know that. I don't know. Because uh, he's a millionaire. I'd trade, I'd trade seven cigarettes for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's both a millionaire and a... Usually people just give me these. Yes, exactly. He's a brand ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would email Donnie. This what do you is, mean? How do I... <laughs> this is a car I would drive into the ground and just abandon by the highway. <laughs> yeah. Just would... walk away from. And there's no paper trail linking it to me, so no one wants to know yeah. to do with it. And he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't want to win because he can get all of this stuff. Like, you'll win a trip to Acapulco. He'll be like, I have a... I have three homes in Acapulco. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what's the point? My private jet can take me there right after this show. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think he would do very well at all. I think he would fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, he would. Okay. So what show is he... What's our current running game show that he would do the best on? 
Uh, it's been so long. Was it Fear Factor? I think it's Fear Factor. That sort of makes sense to me. Or maybe it was that motocross show. Oh, where... <laughs> he's competing against kids? Yeah. So no, he was a kid in that show because that was his origin story. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It's, so no, it's either... I forgot. He lost and got humiliated on national TV, and that's what turned him into Joe Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's when he turned into the Joker. <laughs> okay. So I guess it's Fear Factor. Yeah, I guess it's is our Is our reigning uh, game yeah, show champion. That makes sense to me. And then he will have to compete in the Technodrome. <laughs> I can't wait to see him go up against that fucking rolling metal beast. Um, yeah, when we do our wrap-up of the entire podcast, we'll have every every winner compete. We're going to have to listen to the final episode of every... I don't want to do that. But, okay. Well, I'm right. sure some listener can tell us. Okay. Or our listener can tell us. Okay. Ev, um, I think right now it's time to rate this song. As usual, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer, the better. As usual, Ev, we start with you. What is this song to you? I feel like people have a lot of nostalgia for the decade in which they were a kid. Yes. Right. For me, it's the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. For you, it's like the 90s. Yes. Um, and then they have zero nostalgia for the decade before that. Correct. So like the 70s. I give nothing about I, get, I, get, I, I I don't like it. I get actively angry when people are like, He-Man, Strawberry Shortcake. I'm like, no one knows those shows. Those are stupid shows. <laughs> I know them. But like, uh, uh, like I get, I don't know, like, like 70s style seems like a joke to me. Sure. Whereas like 80s style, which is even more ridiculous, seems cool to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I, I feel like for this song... I am going to like a retirement party for one of my coworkers, and he's a he's a boomer. He's a you know he started in doc, Dr. Trevari started. Mm-hmm. He's a, a world renowned hand surgeon. Started in uh, 1970, and he's finally retiring after 50 years of service. And uh, he's kind of a joker, Trevari. I just made this up. I just there's not a real. I person. just wanted to see if Dr. Trevari exists. No, I there, think you got lucky. There has to be a Trevari. Uh, there's a Trevari. But not a Trevari. Sorry, okay. bud. Yeah, Dr. Trevari, good man. Uh, kind of a little jokester. He, uh, he's, uh, he's sort of like, even though he's like in his uh, 80s, he's uh, sort of like, I don't know if surgeons surge until their 80s, because I think that it's more of a, a manual dexterity thing. Surgeon's going to surge. Surgeon's going to surge. <laughs> he, he's a brand ambassador for, <laughs> for surge. surge. Yeah, he loves surge. <laughs> he loves surge. So it's a, it's a 70s theme party. And I'm uh-huh. like, I don't have any 70s clothes. And like, it's far enough in the future that like, you can't just go to a thrift store. Like I remember back in the nineties, you would go to a thrift store and buy seventies clothes. Oh, and now you have to like find them on like Poshmark or sure. something like that. And I'm not going to pay like 50 or 60 bucks. So I'm like, mm, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? So I get my jeans, an old pair of jeans that are like all ratty. And then I like cut them. I slit them up the side, like right up to my calf. And then I like tape a bunch of uh, extra denim in there to make them look like a bell bottom. Okay. And then I get like a, uh, um, I get some, what else is the fucking seventies fashion? No, I get, I get a, uh, one of my old shirts that doesn't quite fit me anymore. And I put it on and then I take like two of like the collar extenders and I just like tape those on. So I have sure. like that really long collar. Um, I put on a fake, no, I wouldn't put on a fake mustache ever. I want people to see my face, my whole face all the time. Sure. You want I want them to, to know it's me. I stand by this message. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Great. That's why I asked that Saker put uh, a picture of me with every podcast. <laughs> I don't know if he's done it. Uh, Cause I don't actually like listen to our podcast or like get it or anything like that or look on the pages, but listeners, you, you have to understand that, uh, Saker has to put a picture. It's part of the agreement that we have. So uh-huh. if you're not seeing a picture of me with every podcast, if you can't watch me age in real time, <laughs> then uh, Saker is not living up to his end of the bargain. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what else? <laughs> so, yes. So, um, <laughs> uh, trust me, bud, you're going to get your wish. So yeah, um, it's been, I have pandemic hair, so I can, I feel like 
uh, I could comb my hair into like a 70s thing, like perm it out like uh-huh. a little bit. Or maybe I go and get a perm. So okay. it's all curly. Weird. <laughs> to have curly hair? Yeah, weird. Just I can't imagine it's what it's up. like to have curly hair. Can you can even get a comb through that shit? No. No, no, no. I've never combed it. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> Just think about think about pubes. And mm-hmm. then think about putting them on your head. And running a comb through them. Yes. <laughs> Wiry. This is what my hair is like. <laughs> only only like an inch long. Uh-huh, that's correct. <laughs> Don't have to really cut them. No. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, you you want to trim yeah. around the, you want to trim around the edges though. You want yeah. you want to keep a clean garden. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll shave them clean. It's never nice afterwards. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's a... I feel like we were sold a false bill of goods with regards to shaving pubes. This episode brought to you by Manscaped. Use the code BINDONE for 50% off your Manscaped complete package. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> get a pair of big stupid-ass shoes, throw those on, get some socks, pull up to my calves... Uh, and then I get, I can actually get a leather jacket. I think a, a shitty pleather jacket at the thrift store. Sure. So I get one that's like two sizes too big. And that's what I wear. I wear this to the seventies party and it's playing music. I don't understand. Uh, probably some BGS, which I do remember. Right. Like I know, yeah. I know. I mean, everybody knows seventies music. You can appreciate seventies music. Yeah. Like Blondie, BGS and who else? ABBA. ABBA. Yeah, certainly. Name me another couple seventies bands. Um, I mean, you're probably gonna have some like Dylan in there. Um, and some, I, like you have, Sly and the Family Stone. Sly and the Family Stone. Casey and the Sunshine Band. And, uh, Amos and Andy. Mm, Benny and the Jets. <laughs> Famous Anus. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. get it. Elton yeah. John. And it's all 70s food, so it's probably not very good either. Oh, it's all like jello molds with ham yeah. in them yeah, and olives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like fondue. Oh, fondue's pretty good. Fondue rules. Yeah. Fondue was just a way to trick people into eating a lot of cheese. Really? Yeah, that's how fondue was made. Like a bunch of Swedes were like, we have all this fucking cheese that, you know, we need to sell. Yeah. Let's make something out of it. Let's just melt two pounds of it and dip shit in it. Jesus Christ. And fondue was great. Let's go to melting pot. Let's do fondue at home. All right, so, I have a fondue set. I know, so do I. I mean, you don't need a fondue set. All you need is a, is a a pan and a low burner. Yeah, but like a fondue set looks nice. Yeah, but you can go buy fondue like at the store for you could spend thirty dollars and get more fondue than you could ever eat. Anything yeah. you want to dip into it, or you go to the melting pot and spend a hundred and eighty dollars and yeah. get less fondue than you want and less of everything. But do you get the soup, the cheese, and the chocolate? Easily. Okay. And by soup, I mean boiling water yes. that you put meat into. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess let's do fondue at home. Yeah. So this is your thing. You're eating fondue and fucking yeah. hanging ham out, molds. Hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah. Ham molds and in my uh, faux 70s outfit. Okay. Because I feel like this song wanted to be like a 70s song and it kind of it kind of achieved that. But, you know, I have no nostalgia nor care about the 70s. Sure. Um, it's like I'm never going to listen to this song again. Really? This isn't going to make your mix? Absolutely not. Wow. It's a fine song. I'm okay. not like knocking it. I'm, I've still got, I'm, I yeah, mean, I've got that, I've got that deep V. I was going to say bell bottoms and a pleather jacket and a shirt. That's a lot of clothes. I got a deep, I got a deep V. I don't okay. have a lot of chest hair, but what I have is poking out. Got okay. a, got a fake okay. gold chain. Yeah. Uh, no mustache. Sure. There you go. Um, for me, uh, I am simply walking along the street uh, and as I'm walking along the street, I see an empty bag of Funyuns, and I say, I "Gotta hate, put that on." I hate these people. I, I so I pick up the bag of Funyuns. I say, "Why do people? Why do people do this?" And then as soon as I pick up the bag of Funyuns, Eat I'm gonna Funyuns? throw it away. No, th- to litter. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't very clear. No. So I pick up the empty bag of Funyuns to throw Wait, it are away. Are you? What time of day is it? And what year is it? Uh, it is 2 a.m. And the year is 1910. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why I, are people eating all these Funyuns? I hear the the uh, 
of a police siren as it comes up. As a hand cranked or, police siren. Yeah, exactly. Could have been a group of cats from that noise. Um, and the police pick me up and they say, you, buddy, you picked up that bag of onions. That means you probably threw it down. That's littering. Entrapment. And I say, it's not littering if to pick up an empty bag. And they say, well, check out these classic by the book laws in Columbus, Ohio. It's illegal to pick up litter. You must yield the right away to a passing duck. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I've, I've broken some archaic law. And so. Some uh, archaic bylaw. Yeah. I'm going to be charged a fine, but I'm going to fight it. I'm going to go to court. I'm going to fight this shit. So my court day comes eight months later. Uh, you know, uh, you're I've, not Italian, are you? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I've, I've subpoenaed the duck. He's coming in to give his side of the story. Um, and I put on my nicest suit and I go to court that day. And, uh, you know, the judge is there. And I don't think the cop even shows up. Right. Because who the cops don't show up when you try to fight it in court. Life pro tip. You want to fight something? Then fight it because you're going to win. Uh, it, because they apparently never show up to court mm-hmm. to fight like traffic tickets and stuff. Um, well, because they're not judged on how many tickets stick; they're only judged on how many tickets they give. Smart. Unless you're in a like a unless you're running like a small municipality tr- speed trap in a, in a mayor's court, in which case you're fucked. Now the other thing is you have to take a day off of work. It is incredibly inconvenient. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, and also if they're giving out tickets, they're probably looking for out of towners. Because that's that's what you want to do is, you know, if you're doing, quote unquote, evidence based policing. <laughs> Evan in space policing. Evan, Evan in space policing. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like it rules. All no, right. No, it's fucking Comstat and shit. <laughs> okay, Comstat and shit. I agree. Um, in any case, uh, so uh, I get picked up. I'm taking. I'm, I'm. I'm in court. I'm arguing it to the judge, and the judge is going. Hmm. You're not Italian, are you? <laughs> Saying he's kind of tapping his foot as he's listening to me. Saying, huh? You've got kind yes, of a Mediterranean I see tone. Your point. Is that curly hair? <laughs> Come here, let me feel it. Yes, just like pubes. Uh, and I noticed... Sega, what is that, Italian? There's a certain uh, a certain patter to his words. And as he's tapping his foot, he's kind of like, you know, I see. I see what you're saying. Are you saying that that cop was laying a trap? Something to trap you and trap you? That's right. Yo, this is crap, dude. And then the walls of the... Fucking uh, 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 judge, judge house. What are they called? Courtroom. Judge house. <laughs> Start like pulling away, and then everybody who's in the uh, fucking benches starts snapping their fingers, and they get up. And I realize uh, that uh, this is an elaborate musical, uh, and so I start trying my best to to move along with the music. Uh, and I think part of it is just being very. You know, I, I pull the sleeves off my nice suit, uh, and it was a tearaway outfit the whole time. And by the end, we're all key together. Did you know it together. was a tear, tearaway outfit? No. They, they planted this on you. it surprised me, yeah. <laughs> they, made you buy, so they made you buy this 10 years earlier. <laughs> yeah, they For did. your wedding. <laughs> um, and uh, I think by the end, I'm left in a sleeveless suit, uh, just a vest sort of looking thing. I've ripped the pants off, uh, and I'm, I'm in a, a sleeveless suit, boxers, and socksers. Uh, which is what I call the underwear that I wrap around my feet. I think socksers are the ankle socks that were in the 80s where they don't have, they're just on your ankle, but don't go down upon your feet. They're just the little oh, ca- like uh, calf warmers. Cheats, I guess. Socksers. Interesting. I've never heard about that. All right. That's something you would wear. Leg warmers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Soxers are like two socks, but they're connected. So you put them on, but you have to keep your feet really like close. Mittens. Yeah. yeah, it's like okay. a pair of boxers, but you put them over your leg, your calves, but you have to keep your calves within like three or four inches of each other as you walk. Soxers are the suckable socks that after you wear, you can eat. Uh, they're meant for uh. plane crashes uh, or things, situations in which you think you might need an extra source of food. Soxers are like heavy padded socks that you put on your feet so you can mm. do kickboxing mm. and that you don't hurt your instep or your calf. Mm-hmm. Soxers is a calendar where each month is spelled out in socks and uh, you can admire the different types of wool. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Barenaked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Can you think of something that you would want juiced that isn't juiced that you would like to drink the juice of? What a fucking great question. I don't think blueberry juice is something that exists, right? Because you can't juice blueberries enough. I bet you. I bet blueberry juice exists. You I think, think so? I think there's like, I've had like blueberry pomegranate and shit. Like blueberries are flavoring yeah, you can put in flavoring. juice. flavoring. I don't think. You just I, want, you, but you want like to put a bunch of blueberries in a blender and squeeze them. Yes, Squoze them. Yeah, I don't want any of the I mean, pulp blue, or blueberries anything. Blueberries seem kind of like a dry berry. Yeah, you can buy blueberry juice. How about that? There you go. I bet it's expensive. Just blueberries. Six seventy nine for 32 ounces? That's not horrible. Yeah, that's... that's. that's I a, might go buy this today. It's, it's a, a good amount. It's a good amount of it's juice. It's a Kroger. Sunday is my shopping day. Maybe I'll get some blueberry yeah. juice. We'll report back next, uh, okay. next record. <laughs> this sounds um, good. Blueberry juice. <laughs> um, what the fuck were we saying? Oh, no. It's okay. If it's not blueberries, the thing that I want juice the most... I would like some pastry juice. Oh, like a donut? I want them to squeeze a pound cake. Uh, I just yeah. want what comes out of that. Yeah, like the like the um, Momofuku does, like the cereal milk. Yes. You want like Ex- pastry, pastry milk. Pastry juice. Oh, but okay. I don't want to so be wait, milk. Why? So what's the difference between milk and juice? Uh, Juice, I mean, milk, milk is a thing and juice is a different thing. I mean, milk isn't what happens when you juice a cow. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. There's almond milk. There's right. soy that's, milk. That's juice. Those are juice. Well, why are they called milk then? Because it's marketing. Because it's white. You think the defining feature of milk is that it's white? Coconut milk. White. Cum. Human. <laughs> Cum human milk. milk. Human milk, as we call it. Okay. Human milk. Um. Yeah, I suppose. So you think the fact that it's... But that's what I'm saying. Marketing is saying, oh shit, this almond juice is white. We better call it almond milk. I'm saying it's not milk because it's white. Yes, wait. I am saying it's milk because it's white, but only because that's our pre... Pre... Conception. Conception of milk. Right. So almond milk is actually, in your canon, almond Almond juice. juice. Soy juice. Yes. Coconut juice. Yes. What other kind of milks are there? Because the milk... Strawberry juice. To milk something... I'm sure has a very specific. It's when you tug a teat. Yes, it's, it comes. It comes out of a, a mammary. Yes, goat's milk. Goat's milk. Breast oh, milk. milk. It's interesting that we don't call it human milk. We call it breast milk because it's all. Isn't that a cow's breast? Yeah, technically. Okay, so it's all breast milk. Yeah, it's all breast milk. Okay. Except for almond milk. Sure. What? Which isn't milk? Coconut milk. We're there. So pastry juice. Pastry milk. No. <laughs> I mean, it might be marketed as pastry milk. So wait. Okay. So pastry juice. So cereal milk. Pastry juice or pastry cider. Could be pastry <laughs> cider. I wouldn't. What's the difference between a cider and a juice? Cider, it doesn't have like, isn't filtered. Oh yeah. I would never filter this. It's okay, got so chunks, it's pastry cider. kernels. Yeah. So here's, 
here's what I'm thinking. So pastry- It might be hard pastry Pastry cider. juice is where you take the whole pastry. You take like a, a cruller, you take a donut, you uh -huh. take a pound cake, throw it in the uh, the press, mm -hmm. press it, strain Hydraulic, it. Hydraulic, yes. Uh, then you uh, pasteurize it. Yes. Then it's pastry uh, juice, juice or pastry cider, depending on whether you filtered it or not. Correct. Pastry milk is where you take the pastry and you tug on it so that the if it's got like a blueberry filling or anything like that, that squirts out and into there and then you then you so is momofuku cereal milk when i take a little cocoa pebble and i just sort of <laughs> jerk it off well no cereal milk is where you take a bowl of cereal fill it full of cereal and milk then you start like squeezing the bowl and then like from the little sieve at the bottom of the bowl until you get cracks in the bowl uh -huh. and then what what kind of squeezes out is uh, or you start sucking on it too and then when you suck out the whatever you, comes you out of the bowl you out. spit it out into the <laughs> okay into the thing. that's how that's why it's momofuku cereal milk is so expensive yeah right it's, it's like thirty dollars a, a quart it's or something artisan. yeah sure mm. okay what would you milk that you currently can't get milked hmm pine pine trees <laughs> What's so funny about the way you said pine, pine? Well, the thing is, I'm thinking like, do I want pine needle milk or do I want pine or pine needle juice or do I want like to take like a fucking tree, the whole tree, just throw it in like a chipper and then sure. squeeze out all the sap and sure. that that would be my juice. Ugh, that's sap. I love the taste of I love the taste and smell and like of pine of pine. Yeah. You, you nobody eats pine. Well, I guess gin and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I pine. when I walk past like a, a soft leaf fur, I will often rip off a few needles and just chew you them. You do chew. fucking not. I do. You're a, you're a mess. And I don't have you it. You need a therapist. I don't have it on me now. I think I have mint chapstick, but I have also pine. Pine? Pine chapstick, yeah. What is wrong with you? That's so I weird. I love the taste and smell of pine. Oh, pine smell. I will agree with you. Do you, when you see pine salt, are you like... I could get some of that. <laughs> I wish I could juice pine salt. You, like a I bet you can. I wish I could milk pine salt. Juicing something that's already a liquid <laughs> seems <laughs> like you just pour it into a different cup. Is that what it is? If I pour pine salt in a glass, is it suddenly juice? Well, I mean, you could pour it. You could mix it with water, like from pine salt concentrate or something okay. like that. <laughs> okay. From so, con pine salt from, pine concentrate. Salt from concentrate. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That sounds good. Do you want to have a glass after this? I do have some upstairs. <laughs> a nice, nice sip of pine. Yeah. Mmm. The old sip of pine. I don't like pine salt because the pine smell smells artificial to me. Oh. I don't like the smell of artificial pine, but I like like pine essential oils and things like that. Interesting. Okay. I'm very sensitive to smells. I get you headaches are. and stuff like that. You're a smelly, sensitive boy. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well. I hope we answered your question. We <laughs> we have to do an advertisement. <laughs> oh yeah. You know who else smells? <laughs> No, oh, you know who else, Jesus. You know who else needs juiced? Who else needs juiced? Oh, I like that. Um, oh, yeah. If I could juice... Oh, I don't like this new thing they're doing on the website. Oh, where it kind of jumps oh, at you? Oh, yeah. That's sad. Oh, it looks weird. Where's ours? Oh, ours automatically loaded in. Um, God, if I could juice one of the podcasts on the Orange Groves Network, which fucking podcast would I juice? What would it taste like? That's a good question. I think I might juice Summer Twilight Book Club. Uh, mm. It tastes like blood, right? I feel like it would taste like teen sweat. Sure. We're juicing. It tastes like a locker, a, a high school locker room. We're not juicing Twilight. We're juicing the podcast Summer Twilight oh. Book Club. Okay. In which it's a podcast where two dumb bitches put their social degrees to good use by discussing the horniest four books of their teenage years. The latest episode, season two, episode fourteen, Revenge of the New Moon, came out on. January 26th, 2020, in which <laughs> this is listed under current podcasts for the Orange Grove. 
Uh, so Hannah and Kat disagree more than they ever have in an episode all over the movie adaptation of Newman. This um, is the episode we've been advertising since we started <laughs> on the Orange Grove. Jesus Christ. Uh, why do you hate it so much when I advertise for Summer Twilight Book Club? Is it because I have to say the phrase two dumb bitches every time? <laughs> two squanch smonchers. Two. Oh, you could juice the squanch smonchers. I would just, I bet it tastes horrible. I'd sweat yeah. and just fucking desperation. Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> fucking licking a, the shoe of the vampire. <laughs> um, anyway, taste, taste the Rainbow of Summer Twilight Book Club now available on the Orange Groves Podcasting Network. Juice them. We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this. Oh my gosh, where is that wheel? I gotta find it. There it is. It's so small. Oh, it gets tiny. It's okay, a little baby a wheel. Magnifying glass out. One little slip. Create a movie from this song. One sentence to describe each of the three acts and a tagline that's a non chorus line from the song. Doesn't sound like one of mine. <laughs> it sounds like something Cliff made up. I think this was. <laughs> Why did you single out? Because it's really intense. Okay. So one sentence to describe each of the three acts. I think we've done this one once before. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the first line of the movie, or the first line that describes the first act, it was seven. This is almost kind of broken into three acts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wait, the first act. Uh, it's like a fucking slice of life Duplass brothers shoegazy yes. like Lars and the Real Girl yeah, mumblecore. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a mumblecore movie. Yeah, this is Dave made a maze. Um, yeah. So the first this is one day in the life of Kev, right? Yeah. The uh, Kev's bad day is what the movie is called. <laughs> it's called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So first verse. Uh, you know, I woke up at seven a.m. It sounded like the walls were caving in. Of course, his uh his experience with the contractor second one was about the rolling stop and the third act is how he uh how the the minor accent the minor inconveniences of his his early day have uh cascaded into a into his relationship and harmed irrevocably a person he cares about i think that's the i.e himself that's the second act the third act kind of would be like the the you know coming home part the greeting a brand new day like that's sort of the you know well i mean i feel like well that's the end of the movie yeah so right the third act is where the the, the first act i guess would be if we're structuring it like that then because i I don't think it would i don't think a mumblecore follows a third act structure they're just kind of like yeah they just kind of go and stop yeah you know like you're right like a kung fu movie they just kind of like a shaw brothers they just end when they end yeah but uh um if we're doing a three-act structure, I think the first act is him suffering his inconveniences. Right. Second act is him taking it out on himself and his family. Okay. The third act is his, well, and then being sort of feeling really shitty about it. Yeah. And the third act redemption. Well, not even redemption. Just realizing it wasn't that big of a deal. The stuff he said was that it was mean wasn't actually that mean, and uh, mostly it's all in his head. And he wakes wow. up and it's just a nice day, and his wife has forgotten about everything that he she said. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like he was like. And it's about him agonizing over it. Uh-huh. Uh, doesn't doesn't sleep, that sort of stuff. And he's he's uh, just like, where well, he's going to apologize to her, but she just has no memory of it. Like, he says something a little... He's a little snippy with her once or twice. Right. And uh, she doesn't laugh at a joke he tells. So she think, he thinks he's really... He's building it up in his own head. Sure. He thinks she's super mad at him or stuff like that. And yeah. the next day, she's just not mad at him. It's not I, that big of a deal. I do think we get, like, the two... Oh, my gosh. So we get, like, what's actually happening, but then we go inside Kev's head where everyone's puppets, and, like, she's like, that was a stupid It's like joke. an inside out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost exactly like that. Yeah. Except everything is a uh, you know Ed- Greater Edmonton Puppet Theater. 
And so I think maybe in the third With act, kids' voices. If we do want some sort of resolution, you know, I think he kind of resolves the fact that you know that there doesn't have to be two different versions of what's going on here, and he kind of like incorporates the puppetry into his everyday life. Maybe this is a story about how he became a puppeteer. <laughs> is this? I think it's just he wakes up on the next, second day, and all the shit that he thought was going to be a big deal isn't a big deal, and it's just yeah. him getting a cup of coffee and walking out on the porch, and it's just a nice day, and he goes, <sighs> and then the movie ends. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so what's the tagline for this movie? It says it has to be a non-chorus line. Um, what about Kev's bad day, colon, you didn't laugh at all. <laughs> is that a good... Uh, it's time to wake up. <laughs> it's time to wake up isn't bad. Um, Kev's bad day, colon, brought to you by 7-Eleven. <laughs> Kev's bad day... Stop in. For a slurpee. <laughs> Kev's bad day, colon, nice and slow. He looked at me with a mischievous grin. Hmm, I don't know about that one. Uh, soft summer wind. Soft summer wind. Yeah. Nice. Oh, oh no, no. Kevin's bad day. Colon mackerel sky. Mackerel sky. That's the subtitle for Kev's bad day too. Colon mackerel. Stanley sky. Kubrick's mackerel sky. That's pretty good. Okay, this is a this is a Kubrick Duplass uh, crossover. <laughs> they're, they're they have collab. created they have created an AI version of Stanley Kubrick to uh yeah but just just like um the, uh, yeah they've they've taken algorithmically they've fed in all of his interviews and his movies and things into an algorithm that spits out this oh and then it's just like so the duplass brothers are shooting a scene and then like it goes like what do you think stanley bought again <laughs> again because isn't he famous for like doing like 80 takes hit kev with a two by four <laughs> and have him do the scene again torture the female <laughs> lead torture her hypercube hypercube this is you can we should do this you can cross over any two directors. I want to do a... I fed it every Spielberg script, and I've also fed it every episode of The Wiggles. And so now what I want is I want... What if Co- or what if Spielberg episode directed an episode of The, the Wiggles, Wiggles, right? It would have a three-act structure. It certainly would. The kids would. would all have narrative arcs. Yes. And you would feel uh, heartwarmed and also a little bit bad at the end. Yeah, I think so. I kind of love that. Okay. Uh, so this crossover bot, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, okay. It's time, it's time, it's time to wake up to Kev's big day. Bad day. I can't <laughs> remember what we call mackerel it. Sky. Call it Mackerel Sky. Hope we answered your question, Wheel. Goodbye. <laughs> now it's time to take a question from our friends, our fans, our pungent little pocketbooks. This is a question from our friend, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, guys. Hey. I know y'all are aware of BNL's connection to Rooster Teeth, and you've mentioned that Ed Robertson played Captain Butch Flowers on Red vs. Blue, so I was wondering if y'all had also seen Captain Dynamic, the 2009 miniseries they created to promote the MMO City of Heroes. Uh, I've heard of it, nope, and I knew that no it memory. existed, but, <laughs> but I've not seen it. Uh, he says, Ed Robertson plays Captain Dynamic, a superhero who is hired has hired the company to promote him. Oh, has hired Rooster Teeth to promote him. It's three episodes plus outtakes, and one of my favorite pieces of Rooster Teeth content, it's all on YouTube. There used to be an iPhone app of the awesome button, but it's since been removed. Haven't seen it? Don't know what that is? Sounds fun. Only three episodes. What would an awesome button be? An awesome button would be a button where you press it, and it shows you your bank account with a bunch of extra zeros at the back. <laughs> it just adds, it adds zeros to, to everything. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, awesome button. You press it, and uh, it sort of glows you up. Yeah. Oh, it's an Instagram filter. filter. It's one sure, of Yeah. Sure. Uh, but it does that for your bank account. I like uh, it glows up. It puts like flower crown on it. <laughs> Attached below is a real poster of Captain Dynamic that Rooster Teeth used to sell that I've had hanging in my room for about 10 years. So he said, Ed Robertson, wow. as a superhero, hanging in his room for 10 years, Wild. I will post this picture in the show notes. Boy, I do not like how dick forward 
this picture is. <laughs> Jeez, that is ponderous. Is quite... Do you think that was one of uh, Ed's like conditions? <laughs> My dick gotta be out there. Okay, here's a question. If the band were characters in an MMO, what would they be? Player characters that you customize and control? NPCs who stand around saying the same line over and over again? Quest givers? Shop owners? Generic bad guys? Boss fights? Thanks, Jamie. Interesting All right. question. All right, so the MMO set in the ladyverse. Yes. So they're yeah. everything. Sure. Oh, so they're everyone. That's we can't set it in the ladyverse because <laughs> okay. everyone in the ladyverse is a lady. So no, no, s- only like fifty percent of people are bare naked ladies in the ladyverse. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have yeah. seen other people. Yeah. Okay. So let's assign. But wait, them. what's what? genre is this mmo first is it a fantasy is it a is it like an well, e- if it's in the ladyverse it's, it's an a e- modern it's enter the matrix eve online <laughs> i mean i don't know it's, it's star a, wars online star wars online we can make it a star wars online no it's okay i don't care you can set it <laughs> you can set it in your favorite genre you're saying ladyverse urban urban fantasy ladyverse is not fucking classic sword and sorcery shit ladyverse also contains a nut cra- a nutcracker world where everyone is a wind up and they are controlled by the mountain king a spirit of ancient evil that has crawled up from his cyclopean vault to uh antagonize the antagonize the living with his um various bylaws so this is a sort of a kingdom hearts where we could jump from universe to universe sort of okay so maybe it's star warsian these are different planets Ah, you've got the uh the the clockwork planet and the circus planet and right yeah okay cool yeah yeah, yeah. okay so we have we have star wars okay star wars um so let's start with man ed rogbertson ed robertson i feel like would be He'd be like the uh, the grizzled person who he's not he's not a quest giver per se, but he like he's like running the tutorial for you. Yeah, he's he's Deckard, like, can you can you look left? Deckard Kane. <laughs> Stay a while. Yeah, yeah. But and listen to B and L. He's also sort of I think the uh, when you first install the MMO, it plays like he's like it's been ten thousand years, and that's the voice of Ed Robertson who <laughs> just plays the Big Bang the... Theory theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Our whole universe. Okay, but it's said in a very our whole universe. Yeah, spoken word, that. big bang. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. The grim version of so it. So Ed's the narrator. Yeah, Ed is the narrator, and I think late game we do meet him. Yeah, um, but he's kind of like the the force ghost spirit. He's like, he's like an Obi Wan Kenobi yes. character, like a hermit who lives out in the. So he's not a the, quest the giver. Sea. He's he's a, a plot important NPC right, who has right, a lot right. of dialogue written for right, him. Right. And a uh, bunch of, of trees that you could take. Yeah, you just want to X through all that dialogue. Yeah, he's right. pretty fucking worthy. <laughs> just get the achievement. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I like that. Um, let's go to Ty. Ty, I feel like Ty is an antagonist. Yeah. Oh, almost certainly. Like, but I don't. But he's got a he's got a bon vivant. He's a bon vivant antagonist. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of he's chewing the scenery. He's a secondary antagonist. He's some sort a of mini boss. He's some sort of like uh clockwork uh not clockwork but uh, a fucking gear punk. Um, airship driver and he always like he's not the bad guy but he's the guy who fucks up your play he like steals the thing that you yeah. needed the the MacGuffin to beat the bad guy he's a co-belligerent yes yeah he's maybe just some sort of uh, Han Solo-esque rogue figure yeah 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 yeah. but with less with less morals yeah, uh, yeah. well yeah did Han Solo have a ton of morals I mean he, do- he does the right thing eventually whereas sure. our, our Tyler will not oh okay do we just have to kill him in the end no no he gets away with whatever but like um, you, he, he just fucks up your plan towards, he's like a team rocket in Pokemon. Sure. Like, you know, he's got his own fucking thing that's going on, but he's never really, uh, uh impediment to you. Right. He, he just might sh- work for the mafia, but yeah. it's fine. We're not going to question it much. 
Uh, yeah, okay. I like that. He just wants Ty. to collect all the Infinity Stones. Does he have a Chewy? Does he have a, a a sidekick that's kind of like gruff that only he can understand? Oh, but... I, I feel like he's got he's got half a dozen of those. I feel like his whole ship is full of them. Okay. And I feel like they're little lizards. Okay. They're like crawling around like little like gecko guys. Sure. And, and they're like... And he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he does like, he lifts up his fucking beer time and they've all got their, they've got their little sippy cups of uh, beer. Yeah. Yeah. What race? I almost feel like he's a Toydarian. I almost Tyler? Feel, yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, hey. Hey, hey. It's Eddie again. <laughs> and mind tricks don't work on him. Yeah, yeah. No, of course not. Not because he's too stupid. No, <laughs> because his, his are racially uh, uh, immune to mind Je- tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And the force in general. Good. I like that. They can't even be hurt by lightsabers. <laughs> they just pass right through them. They're in God mode. Uh, all right. Jim. Ooh, I so, feel oh, like... Oh, sorry. Ed is a human. Ed's a we human. We didn't mention that. Or yeah. he's a uh, fucking uh, whatever humans are to Tatooine and... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, not Tatooine. Like a... Um, fucking, not Dagobah. What the fuck is the planet that gets blown up? Uh, Leia's planet? Yeah. I don't know. Ed Alderaan. 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 It's like Alderaan. Star Wars has like... This huge galaxy and like seventy five percent of the people living in it are humans. Yeah, it's so wild. <laughs> yeah, I do, it's just mostly humans. That's one of the things I like about the TV series is that there's a lot more uh, aliens, fucking yeah, aliens. alien goofballs. Um, I do think that uh, Jim is going. I don't know what his role is yet, but I see him as the Kiati Mundi, uh, who's the like the Jedi who has the the big ass <laughs> cone head. <laughs> see, I saw Jim as like a shadow broker. Uh-huh. Like from the Mass Effect series where he's like, you don't really see him. You just see his outline and a shadow and he's like giving you missions from a secret thing. But sure. he turns out to be a, he turns out to be working his own angle. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Okay. But also he can have a giant head if you want. I mean, I just feel like that's sort of a mad scientist. Which, I mean, talk about a fucking silhouette. You want your characters to pop. <laughs> I mean, the shadow broker, if he's going to appear in shadow to have that big ass head, that's good. What the fuck is that race called? I'm going to... But, and that's a ridiculous one because they are just humans. They're just humans with big ass heads. Syrian. He's a Syrian yeah, alien. I, I wonder what like evolutionary advantage having a giant fucking head you know, like, <laughs> gave them. Yeah, that's very strange. Oh, well, because they have large binary brains. They're Don't fam- we have binary brains? <laughs> like two lobes? Oh, oh like- I understand. Yeah, that's right. Well, in their t- it enables them to focus on many things at the same time. They're famed for their extraordinary thinking abilities. They also have two hearts. That has no relevance on this current conversation. But it's like the oh, well, it, it's extra blood to support their brains. So they just got big brains. But like the size of your brain doesn't no, absolutely doesn't not. translate to computational that's power. So like whales stupid. have enormous brains, and we're smarter than whales. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I love Star Wars. Okay, cool. All right, uh, who do we have left then? Just Kev. Just Kev. Just Kevbo. Um, let's see. Oh, I see, like, Kev, if it's a Star Wars thing, like, Kev's, like, the ship mechanic. Okay. Completely overworked. And, like, but the thing is, like, ship mechanics are usually kind of gruff. Yeah. But Kev is he's not, not that. Gruff. So you hear him, like, uh, he, like, drops a. You think he's a gentle ship mechanic? Yeah, I think he, like, he, he like, loves the ship. He treats it like a kid. Okay. He's, oh, al- he's always taking care of it. Like, yeah. Like, he's, he's always fixing something. But at the same time, like, he hurts his wrist a lot. And, yeah. You, know, you got to get him that, that, salve to put on that bacta to he's gotta, he gotta soak his wrists in bacta. his wrists in bacta <laughs> uh, we're not really sticking with the mmo we just cast them in star, star wars. wars i'm realizing yeah. what we're doing is not what he asked yeah 
So well, I mean, we're we're casting him in like Star Wars Online. Okay, is right. what we're doing. Okay, so one was plot important. One was a ter- secondary antagonist who you have to fight. Yes. Uh, Jim was he's, he's an NPC who sells you information. Yes. Uh, well, he's an NPC who is a quest giver originally, but then turns into an antagonist sure. later on when you're. And Kev when, is a party member. Yes, Kev is like an NPC who is on your ship. On your ship. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But if it's an MMO, is he on everybody's ship? Um. Everybody has their own Kev. He's a droid. He's a droid. Oh, K3V. Yeah. <laughs> sure. K3V1N. I love that. Okay, cool. Why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's almost certainly what Kev is. And yeah, the, the Kev droids are the most popular I do like droids. in Star Wars, like the droids are programmed to feel pain and fear. I hate... Even like battery droids are like, no! Every time my partner and I are watching anything Star Wars and the droids get into trouble, I'm like, why did they do that? That's so mean. And like the there's like the newest Star Wars movie they were like where they're like, oh, C3PO remembered something like remembers it. We need to get rid of, get that out of C3PO's head. Let's just wipe his memory. And he's like, What? Wait, what? <laughs> Please <laughs> what? don't do like, that. Yeah, we've done it tons of times before. I'm like, oh, I guess <laughs> they don't see you as a person. Did you ever uh is his name Skippy the droid? Do you know this story? Mm-mm. At the beginning of Star Wars, the droid there's which, a droid that malfunctions. Which Star Wars? Four, sorry. Okay, new, a uh, new hope. New hope. Uh, there's a droid that malfunctions and blows up, which causes them to buy R2 instead. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That droid's name is Skippy. Uh-huh. He malfunctioned on purpose because he's a force-sensitive droid, and he's so... This is a real canon thing. He's so force-sensitive that Is he, this AU, or is it... I, I think it's EU. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he understood the sequence of events that were going to happen, that if they bought him instead, how it would fuck up the galaxy... So he intentionally blew his converter so that they would buy R2 instead. Because using the force, he saw that that would be, that would set the galaxy on the right path. (laughs) Isn't that the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard in your fucking life? Yes. (laughs) Well, number one, he's force sensitive, which is, how is that possible? Because midi-chlorians are in your blood, right? They didn't used to be. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, maybe this is pre- yeah, I don't know. Pre-pandemic. I feel like no. I feel like there, you got like that EU stuff where you know, like Tales from Java's Palace and like right. Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina, where like every single person in there has a rich inner life, and <laughs> so all wild. of them are written by different authors, and yeah. so it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. You were just complaining about the uh, um, Sarlacc Pit and Bubba Feet. <sighs> Hate it so much. I just I didn't like. I bounced right off Boba Fett. I like a Bubba Fett. I like the the criminal stuff, but I don't like the flashbacks as I'm much. I'm so amazed because I feel like you're so much more critical of media than I am. Nah, maybe that's not true. Yeah, you kind of turn your brain off and can enjoy things. But this, you don't turn your brain off. You actually like it. Yeah, I enjoy the criminal stuff. It blows my mind. Um, okay. I like darkly textured power building. Darkly textured power, power building. Ev. Hey there. Let's <laughs> talk right into that big black thing. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, we did it. Mm. Another app. We're done again for another week. Only one episode that we're recording this week because you just didn't have the stamina. I broke my hand. <laughs> you broke your fucking hand, and, and that was your I big excuse. I sprained my other one. And I usually... can't listen to music because I broke. No, my I can't hand. take notes on it. Fuck you. It really hurt to write three pages of notes on this song. <laughs> you didn't have to write that, man. We gotta just freestyle. God forbid. God forbid. Well, I still have to come up with a uh, uh, do, do the research on the you game show, research. and that's the bulk of my time fucking wild um well uh we'll do it again in one, one week <laughs> no, we won't. What do you gotta, what do you gotta plug <laughs> we gotta wait for two weeks uh, we gotta plug what oh we gotta plug our things what are you I'm gonna plug, plug this week plug th- i'm gonna plug um led lights okay i'm into that better for the planet better uh-huh, for your electricity uh-huh. bill 
Were you <laughs> just looking around? No, there? you don't even have an LED light over there. You have the whatever that other light the bulb twisty. is. Twisty. Those are good too. Our little little poop bulbs. I'm gonna plug exercise bikes. <laughs> I think you, it's it's in the middle of the winter, <laughs> and so you're not gonna be able to get out and run as much. So I bought it. Good good purchase. Every morning, five days a week. I was I was biking a bit until I hurt my hands, and now I can't. Wow. Well, I guess I can bike, but there's nothing to do because I usually like play video games or something while I'm biking. You're gonna get ugly. I'm already ugly, my friend. <laughs> oh, as the listeners can see from my picture, think, which you have posted, <laughs> I think people will disagree with that. This is a a very cute picture of Evan, little laughy boy Evmo. Um, all right, well, I guess uh, so. You're gonna plug LED lights, not your book that just came out. My book that just came out. Okay, to chart the clouds. To chart the clouds, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, anywhere the books are sold. Buy this book. It's a class. It's an instant it's classic. classic. It is going to top. The farts. Buy the book. Throw it away. Give me a five-star Amazon rating. Say, it good. Okay. Say, this is your mom. It good. <laughs> Great. Okay. Who's the person reading? Any of them. Or Ev. Yeah, this is your mom. Cool. Okay. It good. Very good. Uh, boy, I hope you get flooded with this is your mom. It good reviews. Uh, great. If I get like <laughs> 80 of those. But they'll know that they're fake. No one will buy your book because every review is this is your mom. It good. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, and then for Field Guide to the Haunted Forest, leave This Is Your Dad. Nice work. <laughs> All right. And for td 6 new album, I don't remember what Build it's called. Build on Target, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Brick. Bandcamp. Yes. Um, it's going to be available on Bandcamp, and it's called You Can't Just Have One. Bottomless Fries, colon, You Can't Just Have One. Nope. <laughs> Not what it's called. All right. Uh, F, I'm safe. Let's for my dad, colon, You Can't Just Have One. I like that title. <laughs> We should have appended all of our albums. With. Maybe we'll do that retroactively, and yeah. this will be kind of the culmination as our final well, album. Aren't you putting out? They're not albums. Like the, it's it's one big album. That's these are chapters in a saga. Yes, <laughs> these aren't a separate box concepts. Set. I hope right. you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy my, my new, new box. Bump bump bump. One week. <laughs>